Hey everybody, this is the Spawn on Me cast. This is Khalif Adams. I'm joined today with Cicero Holmes, the man, the myth, the legend, coming to you straight from Chicago. What's going on, Cicero? Man, I'm chilling. The weather is starting to break. I feel like uh, one of the crows from the Wiz. I'm feeling a brand new day. I'm stretching my arms out right now in the Alvin Ailey pose. So there you go, guys. This is a great visual for you. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. I'm I'm trying to get over this cold. I don't know where it's come from. It's on some magical, mystical tip where it just came out of nowhere and I'm not really digging it. But I'm I'm okay. Spirits are good. Lots of video games to be played. I played a lot of stuff this week, so I'm happy. I'm excited. Nice. Very nice. Word. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a very, very big week. And, uh, you know, actually, I think it's kind of apropos that I talked about uh, spring and new beginnings and everything else, because, uh, you know, we're in the in the process of trying to reinvent ourselves and who uh, who Spawn on Me is and, and what Bracago is all about. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're pretty much always kind of being a work in progress we're trying to figure out exactly what works and what doesn't work and and what is going to be something that the the audience is going to like and talk about and and try to engage you guys in a really cool way um so we're we're trying to think about a new way to talk about our new segment usually it was called the shoe dabble um that was that was kind of a cool concept but it's not really working in the way that i'd like it to work um so we want to employ and ask all you all you cats out there if you have any kind of ideas on what you'd like to call our new segment. Um, we had a couple ideas of our, uh, on our own, but we want to engage you and have you part of the process. So, if you have any ideas or any thoughts about what you'd like to call our uh, call our uh, new segment, um, tweet at us. Uh, we will give you all that information at the end of the show. Um, but you can definitely tweet at us with names of uh, our new new segment, and that would be really cool if we pick yours. Then you get. To know that it was you. <laughs> right. right. And, and we're not going to take new news segment. <clears throat> yeah. Even though that that's that's fun to say. Gary Gnu. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So uh, that one's already taken, guys. No new news seg- segment. Yeah. There, wasn't, there a, wasn't there a play or a, or a song that, that that they did that? They're, I don't want no new news. Was that? Oh, no. <laughs> was it? Was it? Oh, no. I don't, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I, you know, I. Uh, it sounds like something out of a out of a revival or something. Either that or a Tyler Perry movie. I'm not sure. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Which you know, you'll you'll get a demerit or two for uh, for watching one of those. But, I mean, you're not yeah. really supposed to say Tyler Perry's name. He's like he's like Candyman. <laughs> right. <laughs> you can't say his name five times without oh him appearing. Oh my gosh. Either oh either gosh. that or Mama, I want to sing. Oh, oh, there you go. Damn, Mama, there you I want to sing. I, I saw that a long time ago on uh, Off Broadway. Man, um, yeah, yeah, man, wow, you took me back. Sorry, <laughs> that was that was every Saturday morning right after the Kung Fu flick. They would have that yes. on. They'd have a commercial yes. for Mama. I want to sing on TV. Yep, and I never wanted to right. see it. Right, starring Thelma from Good Times, starring Randy Jackson. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Mama, I want to sing star Randy Jackson. Special appearance by Bookman. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, can, I was because that would be a whole another podcast if we were right. talking about Bookman. <laughs> that would be kind of dope, though. If we, we we need to do another another cast on the side that's just about pop culture and stuff that we knew, that we looked at looked at when right. we were growing up. Right. <laughs> that would be kind of crazy. Yeah. Hey, shout out to Bookman. 
Shout out to Bookman wherever you yeah. are. I hope your yeah. pants. I hope yeah. your pants are still on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, oh man, so we have a lot of stuff to get into this show. Uh, yeah. We want to thank you guys for for listening. Um, we're also trying to do some stuff uh, as far as keeping the the size of the show down. We're going to try to truncate everything down to a, a nice uh, manageable size for you guys, so the downloads aren't crazy. Uh, we're also going weekly, so that's dope. Yeah. Uh, we're no longer going bi-weekly. We're going to try to do the weekly thing for a bit and see how that goes and see if you guys like it. Uh, and please let us know. Send us tweets, send us emails, all that stuff. Right. We'll have that in the um, show notes and at the end of the show. Uh, so yeah. see, you want to get the first part of our uh, of news for this, for this episode, episode seven. Yes. So, yes, this is episode seven. The last time possibly that we will be having shoe dabbles. So the first last shoe dabble of the spawn on me podcast um is is the news that everyone should be talking about and if you're not talking about it uh you will be talking about it after this um facebook bought oculus rift man listen for two billion dollars how much how much was that two billion dollars that's two thousand million (laughs) dollars Yes. Two thousand yes. million. Yes. Yes. Oh man. Unreal. The the little Kickstarter that could. Yeah, they got paid. Has, right. As man, talk about getting broke off. So four hundred million in cash. Right. And the other one point six billion in Facebook stock. <laughs> That's insane. I mean they got yeah, so they have cash and then they have sim money on the side <laughs> right right it's right. like little you know, green little green diamonds and simlish kind of cash you know, how, you know how much shit they can buy in candy crush oh word with, with all that stock word i didn't think about that yeah that's crazy exactly. that's crazy though right there. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, no. other terrible uh facebook games i mean well okay so let's 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 dig a little deeper right. into this whole thing yeah. so Oculus, if you if you haven't if you've been under a rock, basically they are doing their VR thing. Uh, started as a Kickstarter, uh, got a lot more um, funding than they thought they were going to get, a lot more backers than they thought they were going to get. Um, made some dev kits for some people. Uh, there was pretty good uh, reception to it, and a lot of people liked it. Uh, so they're on to like I think iteration two or three of their dev kit. Three now. They're up to yeah. iteration three. Yeah. All right. So iteration three of their dev kit, and there's been so many cool. Uh, applications and games that people have made at this point. I got the chance to play it at um, uh, Indicate East uh, with the uh, E Valkyrie uh, demo, and it and I can see why Facebook wanted to buy them out. I see, I can see why they wa- that they wanted to jump on this ship when they did. Um, and it's going to be really interesting to see what goes on from here out. Uh, there's a lot of backlash on, on on lots of sides, and there's a lot of conversations happening. So it's kind of interesting to see where this has started. Yeah, uh, there, there are obviously and, and rightfully so a, a large group of people that are very upset over the fact that this, this, uh, this purchase, this acquisition is, has taken place. It took place. It's, it's actually really strange because it, you know, it took place last week was, uh, the game developers conference in San Francisco GDC. And this acquisition basically took place over the week that that GDC was held. Um, 
Uh, the, it took five days for Zuckerberg and, and, and the team to discuss their interests, mention it to the uh, Oculus princ- principles, and make an offer and, and complete it. So, I mean, with, you know, $2 billion, that's, that's actually pretty amazing. Um, but one of the, one of the big pieces of fallout from that is because Oculus was a Kickstarter funded program that hadn't, that hasn't even actually produced a consumable product yet, a product for the consumers, the funders, the people that backed it are very upset because, you know, there's myriad reasons, I, I think. I think, you know, part of it is you're funding something in Kickstarter. You're, you know, you're one of the people that really, really believes in the product and you want to see it come to, you know, see the light of day. And, you know, you want to be able to have it first and, you you know, you want to help the the the, the people with the great idea. Um, that's that's one part of it. And, and those people may or may not feel like that, you know, that they once once the product does actually see the light of day, that they'll kind of be left, you know, left by the wayside because, you know, it's a complete, completely different company now right. that owns the product. So they may not, you know, they may not fulfill the promises that were that were set forth in the Kickstarter. Um, the second part of that is there are a group of people that that funded it via Kickstarter that, uh, you know, have some sour grapes because they feel like, oh, man, you know, I I believed in this product before the, the masses did and definitely before Facebook did. And now Facebook, you know, now these people that, you know, put their their investment into the company or what have you. They're, you know, they've got this huge windfall. You know, the people at over at Oculus have this huge windfall. I, you know, if it wasn't for me and people like me, they wouldn't have a product to show to Facebook. Right. And they just made four hundred million dollars cash. Where's my, you know, where's my cut? Right. Right. Um, I mean, I, well, okay. Here's here's my angle on that, and I think this this speaks to a lot of a lot of greater issues in not just ga- the gaming community, but in society as a whole. Right. So you have the people who backed uh, the products. They got their dev. They got their dev kit. So the fulfillment from the Oculus people at that point to me is already fulfilled. You don't necessarily are owed anything. There, there is no there is no idea of equity when you when you when you buy something from Kickstarter, when you purchase something or back something from Kickstarter. I don't understand where that mindset comes from. To be honest, I think that's a little bit dangerous in some ways. There, there were a couple right. of articles where some folks talked about maybe recha- maybe changing the terminology in which uh, the wording of backers might might feel a little bit too close to investors and how that can give people a false sense of equity. I don't I don't see how people can feel entitled to anything once you once you've given your money to, to somebody because think about it this way. You're giving your money for the hope of something being of something coming true. Now, right. now you don't really get anything if the, the Kickstarter fails. You right. know what I mean? You don't you don't get anything for that. So why should you get something if they particularly, you know, profit from something that you've helped to create with your money? But they're putting in all the work. You're backing it in. You're backing it up. Right. But they're putting in the, they're putting in all the work. Right. I think there's a hard I think there's a hard lesson to be learned for people 
with the emotionally emotional investment that people put into products that that aren't theirs right and i right. think i think that's where people get it kind of screwed yeah. is that they, they put they put this thing mentally uh, there where they have these emotions tied to something because they think it's cool but once that once that is no longer part of the process and you've already gotten your fulfillment that baby is not yours right you know what i mean so i don't i don't know right. where that emotional attachment comes from well so uh there there was something that uh IGN's Colin Moriarty said uh fellow Long Islander um shout out to the Beyond crew and 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 Colin um that about Kickstarter that he was not a fan of Kickstarter right. and and the reason that he wasn't a fan of Kickstarter and I kind of I kind of poo-pooed his his whole argument but but now you know I've really come around and 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 I can see the wisdom and what he had to say about it um which is that Kickstarter is dumb because you're investing your money while not being an investor so right and 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 you know and really what's happened you know the the real first time that you're you're actually get getting to see that that ambiguous statement really become you know come into fruition is is with is with this oculus purchase um because these backers did invest their money they definitely did they gave their money they back they backed this product they invested their beliefs um in in this product and you know in their hopes that this product would see the light of day like i said before and and what you know what they didn't do was actually invest in the company they invested in the product right and had they had the opportunity to invest in the company then then they would have then they would have been a part of the people to see a portion of this windfall and i think that's where people are getting confused is you if you want to if you want to reap the benefits as an owner then you need to invest in the company and not the product well i i mean i think that that's a part of it too i feel like sometimes kickstarter comes off as the poor man's investors poor poor right. poor man's venture venture capitalist Right, right. And a lot of people feel like, oh, well, if I put my money towards this and that and, and then I, I may at some point be able to, you know, they'll, they'll look out for me at some point at the, uh, on the back end. Right. And it, it doesn't right. it doesn't work like that. You're, right. you're not right. a, you're not a VC in the traditional sense. You're, you're really just you're, you're basically hooking a brother up. Right. Right. And it's not right. it's not really something where you get anything besides the whatever tier you backed. Right. And I think people Absolutely. need to people need to figure that part out. It's it's right. I, I also had a couple of other things that I thought about just now. The 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 notch uh, uh, announcement of him not wanting oh, to join yeah. forces with that was huge. Yeah, I yeah. think I think once I think once he put that out into the world, I mean, it, it, it reflects on another co- another conversation of something I just actually thought about um, for the people who were upset. I would kind of like to know if. Another company bought Oculus out if they would still be as upset. Right. Like, I wonder if maybe a Nintendo bought them out if people would still be as upset. Or, so, uh, you know, a, a company that doesn't have such ill will towards it already. You know what I mean? I right. wonder if there right. would still be all this backlash if people would be like, I want my money back. Or I, I think mm. that they sold themselves out to the devil. I wonder how that right. would work out on the flip side. I think that's kind of crazy. 
Um, mm-hmm. but the notch part of it was really huge. It, I mean, he's, he wanted to do his Minecraft version for, for, for Oculus. And he's like, I'm not working with them because they're creepy. Right, right. Them being Facebook. Them being Facebook. And I felt that right. that was so candid and kind of dope. He was like, right. I don't, I don't like to F with them. And I really don't want to have my stuff attached to them because they really don't have my best interests at heart. They don't really do games the way that I want to do games. Right. I thought right. that I thought that was kind of cool. He got he got right. he got a kind of crapped on from Cliff Cliff Blazinski. Jesus, I can't talk right. tonight. <laughs> Cliff Blazinski. Uh, he wrote a big old post about how this is good for for Oculus and all that. Even though he isn't a he's an investor, he's going to make money off this. Right. Um, right. right. He, he tried to separate himself and 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 talk about you know just the ideas of it and why that's good for gaming, but you can't. It's it's kind of difficult to say all the things that you're trying to say while you're going to cash out huge on the the acquisition of Oculus from uh from uh, Facebook. Well, well, so I yes and no, I think. I think you can you can if you're in the position to invest in in a company um and you believe in the product, if the company is is building a singular product as as Oculus was uh, with the Rift, then you can, I think, still extol the virtues of this thing that you believe in while still, you know, while you're on your way, you know, you're jumping in your, your Maybach or, your, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, your, uh, your Tesla Model S on the way to the bank. Right. Um, to, to cash in your riches. And, you know, I don't fault Cliffy B for saying, Hey, I think this product is great because I think the product is great too. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I'm broke as a joke, so I couldn't even, you know, I couldn't even uh, uh, back the back the Kickstarter, let alone invest in the company. Not that you know, not that uh, investing in the company was was something that was a realistic thing for anybody, except for you know the 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 quote unquote one percent, right? Um, that you know we're able to do, um, but. It, it's you know it's one of those things where they they got they got the good shit you know they got the good shit and and if you've got the money to invest in the good shit then you can talk about how great it is i mean well For, yeah i guess so i mean if you if you're on that if you're in that sphere where you have that kind of dough and you can drop dough on stuff because you 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 feel like it'll be a part of the future i have no problem with that i think i think his calling out of notch in his blog post was a little bit you know, immature. He right. he basically right. called Notch a brat because he because he jumped out personally. And Cliffy right. Cliffy B calling anybody a brat is hey, brat, ironic, right? Exactly. As exactly. hell, I think exactly. that's funny. Exactly. But it's funny because I think also on the other side of that, speaking about VR as, as, as in general, I think the big one of the big winners in all this might be Sony. I think uh, so, I think Sony may come out with some cool stuff on the Project Morpheus tip because of all this Oculus backlash. They they took the blue they took the blue pill. They took the they took the wind pill. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they they took they took the don't see us but we see you pill. They took the roots pill mm-hmm. on that one because okay all like the after GDC Oculus was a part of the was a part of that, but Morpheus was huge at GDC. Right, that right. was that seems to be like the the steal of the show, honestly. Well, I mean, it's definitely the new kid on the block, right? Um, you know, so it's it's the it's the shiny new toy, and the shiny new toy always gets 
a fair amount of attention and you know and it's it's sony they've got a, they've got the hottest console in the in the market right now um and and they're coming out with a product in a in in the segment of the the gaming technology you know technological world that is super is you know is white hot right now um in in vr everyone's doing vr right um or, or at least everyone's talking about doing vr and and you know being able to see what oculus was able to do um everyone that that's played um or that's experienced oculus on the g2 you know from the g2 kits uh, has come away with rave reviews right. about about what the that VR experience was like, and it just you know fills their heads with wonder. With you know just it's just ripe with possibilities to to kind of exploit, um, which again, which is what made it uh, attractive to Facebook. And then, but you know now Sony, uh, Project Morpheus, I, the, the question that I have that I wonder about is. How will they implement that? Well, I guess it's two questions. How will they implement it um, practically, and when will it come out? Yeah, I mean the the crazy thing the the only one the only thing that I feel might be an issue is Sony does not have a great track record with conceptually bringing out a product or discussing a product or in, or introducing a product and then actually bringing some of those products to market. And then once they come to market, actually doing things with them. Hello, PlayStation Move. Right, right. You know, or Wonderbook. Or Wonderbook. You know what I mean? Wonderbook was a decent idea and concept, but I don't think it was fully fleshed out. Plus, no. the, the first-gen camera from the PS3 got no love. Right. So I, I, I hope that it comes out. I'm kind of excited about VR in some aspects with the way that the, the graphical fidelity will be. Um, especially after getting my hands on an Oculus and actually getting a chance to play with one. Um, I'm not fully sold yet, but I want there to be some, some, some movement on that in, in, in the front, in the front, in the forefront of, of gaming. And at some point, I would love to be in the, uh, when they get it right, I would like to be there when that happens. All right. Well, um, put your imagination cap on for a second, Kyle. All right. And tell me. When you so when you heard about Project Morpheus, right, and you heard about VR, what was the thing that you were going that you were excited to experience? Like, what experience were you excited about using Project Morpheus? I want on your PS4. I want a VR version of Skyrim. If wow. if I can get a VR version of Skyrim, wow, I would be hyped off my behind i would be so excited for a virtual i mean because you have all the you have all the components there you already have the move or you can substitute the you know the 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 dualshock fours even though it would be a little bit clunky um but you still have the dual i mean you still have the 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 move uh peripherals in there and if you can give me a stereoscopic view of you know skyrim or any kind of you know game like that i'd totally be sold you would have me day one I'll be out there camping it out to go get a VR headset. I would not be mad at that. Now, how long could you play? I don't know. That's the one thing. I mean, it's there's two genres that I would really want to uh, invest money in. It would be one, the Skyrim-esque kind of game, and two right. would be horror. 
Imagine okay. Imagine Outlast with VR. Wow. Outlast wow. Outlast yeah, without be... VR is no joke. Right. Outlast with VR, people might lose their shit. Well, I think people may actually die. They may have heart attacks and die. Yeah. That I mean they um, they talked about that in the in the GDC um uh conference actually. It was actually really interesting to hear some of the, the thought processes behind you know what what they want to do they were like you need you really want to have super low latency you have to think right. about how things are actually uh scaled in the world and you have to think about sound sites and how um motion works so that people don't physically get sick right and it, right. And it was kind of a, I, I i tell everybody that you should go and see that that uh that video i think it was really cool to hear how some of the the, the background stuff works and it was it was cool to, to listen to so I, I think yeah. everybody should check that out. That that's a very cool thing to watch. Yeah. Uh for me, mm-hmm. I would love to see MLB the show. Wow. Home home run derby. Wow. And or stadium stadium tours. Um, or just playing the game. Damn, do you know how hype you just got me when you said that? Yeah. Yeah, yo, I'm, I'm full of great ideas, man. That's why you know. That's why we're 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 chocolate and peanut butter, brother. Oh man, um, that was yeah. that would be so amazing. Yeah, yeah. Additionally, I would love to play uh, Gran Turismo. Oh well, I think uh, not Drive Club, but there's the, what's the other Project Cars. For- I think either Project I cars? think either Project Cars or Drive Club. I think they just announced it the, uh, today or yesterday. Project Cars is going to be like a super high res, mega high res version of Gran Turismo. Okay. And they they said that they are prompting, they're getting that ready for VR treatment. Yeah. So so I mean, I could definitely already with Forza, Forza Motorsports Five, and and the Connect Two you can, and it actually works. When you tilt your head um, one way to the left or the right, the screen will turn so that you can look to the left and the right. Um, but actually being able to do it with your head so you have that, that, you know, it's all about immersion. Right. And, and I mean, it doesn't get any more immersive. You know, everyone who's ever driven a car understands that dynamic and and if you've got vr and you're able to you know turn your head left or right and do it you know do it at 160 miles an hour um while you're racing other cars that level of you know that level of immersion is is fantastic in theory now you know i don't know if 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 and when we actually do get a chance to, to see that and experience it, if it'll be as great, but but that's when I heard about Project Morpheus. Those are the definitely the two things that I thought about. A third thing, which is something completely different, maybe it's probably tech demo land, but I think about the movie Gravity, uh-huh. um, which you know, I, if you have or haven't seen it, spectacular visual treat. Uh, Gravity is. But to do a spacewalk, that would be kind of amazing. Yeah, and you know, repair. You got a your your interstellar uh, mechanic, and you're doing spacewalks, fixing satellites and stuff like that, out out in space, and you're just looking around. 
for things. I think that would be amazing. Um, the thing, you know, the, the, the knock on, on VR stuff is, is really still how long can you actually keep that headset on? Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll I mean, we'll see. We'll ho- right. hopefully we'll see in the, in the not too right. near future. Right. Uh, and I mean, uh, not too far future or, did I get that right? I think I messed well, that up. I, I, well, it, well either, either way, you're right. Either way, I'm either right. Either way, you're correct. <laughs> so. Well, well, yeah, I guess I messed. I totally, I totally jacked it up. Anyway, <laughs> moving on, moving on. I, I guess in VR, what Microsoft would do if they ever get into the game is they'll put you in virtual detention once they once they get their reputation uh, system up and running. Right. Yes. Yes. So yeah. So when when the uh, when the VR Microsoft VR headset comes out and you're on Xbox Live. And you find if you've if anyone's got an Xbox One now, you see that your reputation uh, your reputation bar is green because uh, you're in good status um, with that VR helmet. When it goes, if and when it goes to red, they'll put you in in uh, in purgatory in uh, <laughs> Xbox Live, uh, you know, jail. Uh, what is that? Um, oh crap! What is the name of that? That the island. With the kids. Oh, and the, the, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Shit. Oh, what a bunch of unliterary, uh, unlearned bastards we are. That's great. Um, it's the one with the, it's uh, the one with Piggy. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Lord of the Flies. Lord of the Flies. Jesus Christmas. Oh my gosh. All right. So yeah. So so that was terrible. <laughs> yeah, it was. That was awful. We are horrible human beings. Anyway. Um, Hey kids, read Lord of the Flies. Um, so Microsoft has detailed <laughs> how uh, they're going to the punitive damages that will be bestowed upon cheaters, hackers, trolls, snip snaps, scallywags, um, just all sorts of uh, malcontents on on Xbox Live going forward, um, starting next month. Uh, next month being May, so not even April, starting in May, they're going to start issuing warnings to people that are consistently getting bad feedback. Um, so they'll start out with warnings. And then after the warnings, that green bar that you see, your green in good standing Xbox Live status bar will go to yellow. Then it'll go to orange and then it will go to red. And if it goes into red, then much like what uh, Double Helix is doing with Killer Instinct and putting you in in uh, cheater asshole jail uh, to that you have to fight out of in Ki, you'll actually just be match made with uh, I guess that's the word match made or match all the matchmaking that you'll be doing right. on Xbox Live will be done with other cheaters and trolls and other people that have have a red reputation um which is which is pretty cool cuz you know i mean it, it's anyone who's had a su- substantial experience had substantial experience playing games online um have run into just the dicks of the world Right. And, and, you know, they kind of, they're, they're, you know, they've kind of run around with impunity. Every now and then there may be somebody that's banned. Um, but they just, you know, they, it just seemed like there wasn't, 
even though there were ways to report them, there just wasn't a lot of recourse. Um, so it wasn't super satisfying. But I think Microsoft has, they're, they're really moving forward and aggressively with trying to make sure that um, the online gaming experience in the online gaming community is is a is a place where the majority of people can feel can feel safe yeah i i mean we can hope uh they i don't remember it being that useful on the 360 um i'm hoping that they figured out some some other tactics that they can catch people being not too friendly um and make and make sure that there's some reper- some actual repercussions for it um i know that there was an article way back in the day that talked about um, what the process actually was with Steptoe, uh, when he was actually running the Microsoft, right. um, enforcement part. Um, but we'll see. I, I think it's, I think it's good that they're trying to keep up with it. Um, if they can do something that makes it, uh, more tangible, you know, you can't, you can't lock people out of playing their games, but you can totally put them with, with the other people. But I don't even know if that's really a, a punishment. You know what I mean? Cause most people at this point kind of mute their mics and, and don't really do anything. If you're if you're being a douche, you know, you, right. You, well, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. I was just going to say, I don't I don't know what the other repercussions can actually be that are tangible enough to make people stop doing it. Um. Well, you know, I, th- I think what happens and what I think works well uh, some of the time is when people get a taste of their own medicine. If you're you know, if you're a hacker and you're running, you know, bots with controllers or something like that, and you're playing Halo or Call of Duty or, you know, whatever it is, and everyone suspects that you're a cheater, but, you know, you know that you are, but you don't really care, and you're having a great time. Um, but, you know, it's making everyone else's time miserable. If you wind up having to now play with all sorts of guys who are doing the exact same thing, then you'll understand, hopefully, the frustration that everyone else has dealing with you. And especially if you're not the best of the cheaters, if you're an amateur cheater, then and you wind up with with the professional cheaters, then, you know, then it's really going to be a frustrating time playing the games because everybody's better than you at being terrible. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You have all the people with all the terrible, terrible things with them. They'll all just sit there in in purgatory and gamer hell. (laughs) And no, no one will be happy and they'll all be mad and and troll each other. And then, but I wouldn't, I honestly really wouldn't be mad at a a timeout system. Um, I think that there's, I think you can actually do that in a way where people would, would have to figure it out and they, you know, say, look, you're, you're messing up our service and I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. but you can't play right now. I wouldn't be mad at that. Right. Well, I mean, it, cause it, there's so much, so much around that. So the, you know, these companies spend literally millions of dollars, um, building these games and building these, you know, these multiplayer, uh, these multiplayer f- platforms to create some type of staying power within the space. And if you've got people that come in and they figure out these exploits and they just go and, and make that experience horrible for people, then what happens is you wind up losing market share because, you know, all these assholes are out there. Um, so, so, I mean, it's in everyone's best interest to, to push those people out and let them, you know, I mean, we've seen it with GTA five, 
you, you wind up with the dunce cap, you go and you play with other people that have the dunce cap on and, um, you know, that experience for those people, um, is fun for a little while, but then eventually they even get tired of being trolled. So, you know, once they're finally, you know, once their punishment is over and they're able to come back into society in the normal GTA five society, they, they're more likely to, to play nice. Um, you know, maybe they, you know, if they've got a tank, they'll shoot, they'll destroy a couple of cars, but not the five or six or 10, um, that they did the last time and they wound up with a dunce cap because they don't want to go back into, into dunce territory. Right. Um, so, you know, so, I mean, it's, it's really about reforming behaviors. And I, I think that's a, you know, Microsoft's got a, a good way, or at least they're, they're going in the right direction to, to try and, and, uh, you know, uh, stir that, stir that down, bring it, bring it down a little bit. I can totally dig that. I mean, yeah, let's, let's uh, see what transpires from that. And, um, let's hope that it works out for the best. Cause I think, I think it's yeah, really important. Yeah. Yeah. That would be, that would be really dope. And it is important. Um, also important for us right now is to give you guys a little music break. Cause you know, that's what we like to do. We like to, uh, stimulate your minds and stimulate your ears. Word. So uh, here we go with a little music break, and we'll be right back after this. This is a man that's important. Hip hop culture important. This is a man that's important. Hip hop culture. This is a man that's important. Hip hop culture important. This is a man that's important. Hip hop culture important. World culture. He's a renegade poet, teacher, and scholar. Don't give a fuck if your group can't. No one specific speaking general and lieutenants. Blue spinning, got your whole damn crew sending Two lemons in my water glass and my suit linen Means I stay winning You lukewarm, I shot form Got you open like loose women Is you kidding? Never bit, but I've been bitten Truth always been hitting Chain fake, MC's been fibbing Better know your limits Got a cannon, is you photogenic? Bitch away with your photo with it Call that a photo fit Crazy how I hold a glock Chest gone, head missing Body looking photoshop Body bed, tell him I Listen to the stories told Bullets like a can of pop Barrel like a totem pole She ain't got a kiss and toe Tell her where to find a king Never on PNT Hardly on the movie screen since an infant, rapping was instant, shoe sticks and instant, candy was ten cent. I aim with intent, I sit and repent, then sit and repent. That cycle begins like wash and then rinse. Must mention my gift and lyrics intertwined with intervention. Please get off my Jimmy, pinch me. No IV, hip hop need an IV. All these one hit wonders turn to wide knees. Funny ass swag like bass and YB. Never based on anything real, you're not me. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that. That was the Quickening Arts by Quadir Latif off his Rebel Forces album. Uh, that was dope. Yeah, right on, right on. Yeah, he's a, he's a crazy cat. He's actually a uh, little sidebar. He There was a song on the Grand Theft Auto 4 soundtrack called Nickname. I got a nickname for all my guns. Um, that was that was this <laughs> dude. Uh, I really liked that track, and I looked him up. As a dope artist, so uh, check him out. Nicely um, done. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of dope art, uh, there were some games that came out on on the PlayStation Four, or actually multi platform, but specifically the other big game of March, uh, Infamous Second yes. Son. Yes. 
Oh my god. How was it? Infi- so so I have to say next gen has finally hit. Okay. I don't know what y'all have been playing. <laughs> but Infamous Second Son is the truth. Sucker Punch, you did such an amazing job. I finished it on my good playthrough. I'm about to play through it again on my uh evil playthrough. Everything from facial animation facial animations in the in this particular game are of a crazy kind of caliber that only the last of us saw. But think about the the facial animations times 10. It's done so well that you feel all the little crinkles in his face and and like little smirks and cuz De- Deslin who is the main character is a snarky bastard. Right. Troy Baker. Troy Baker did your thing. You did your thing. It was dope. Um and he he re- he just really brought a really cool uh, character to life with his with his voice acting in this one. Um, th- I'm not gonna get into setting or anything. I'm really just gonna c- do a quick overview. And it was so it was such a fun game. It was such a really cool uh, palate cleansing kind of game. I forgot how much I missed games like that where it's kind of like Crackdown or or, or Infamous itself, right. where you just run around and and, and and catch orbs and the powers that they put into the game are, are super dope. I'm not gonna talk about most of them. You get smoke. Uh, early on in the game, that's the first power you get, and then you get neon. Um, I'm not gonna hit the with, with the spoilers if you haven't played it, but the other uh, powers that you get are such a delight to look at on screen. It's it, it's really really cool. They did such a good job on that game, and again, I think it's totally the the, the first real ushering of the next gen era of you know if this is the baseline of what we're gonna be getting this early on in the in the, in the cycle in the generation. I can't wait to see what happens later on in the generation because nice. we're going to get crazy treats both visually and, 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 and auditory and, and every way that you can possibly think about it. They did such cool things with that game. Right. Even they had a really cool, um, uh, really quickly, they had a really cool thing. I liked that was a, um, it's a mini game, uh, where you basically use your controller as a spray can. <laughs> it's awesome. So awesome. Cause the, the, the DualShock 4 has a little mini speaker in it. So they tell you to basically turn your controller sideways. You shake your controller and the sound of a spray can pops out of your speaker. That's so dope. And then you basically, so you basically dope. like do this really cool stencil art on, on all these things. And that's a part of the, the, the mini game that you do. It's, it's, it's such a treat. They did such a great job on that game. So bravo and kudos to you guys over at Sucker Punch and Sony. That was an awesome game. So, so a, a quick little side note. You're talking about the, the, uh, facial animations and everything else. Um, yeah. like Last of Us, mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, Second Son was full mocap. Yes. So, you know, for those people who didn't know Last of Us, the reason that everything looks so realistic is that they actually had the voice actors be actors and they mocap them. They had the ping pong suits on and did all that stuff. Um, the difference between Last of Us and Second Son is that they looked at facial points in Last of Us for mm-hmm. to create the faces for Joel and Ellie and the rest of the cast of characters and they they did uh computer rendering for those and they just kind of made those procedurally um for you know on the on the back end but in second son they actually ping pong pulled and and mocapped faces yeah, so you can tell yeah, you can so, absolutely so, tell so yeah so i mean that's Troy Baker's face 
Yeah. Um, for Deslin in, in Second Son. Yeah, they, they did such an amazing job. It's, 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 a, the thing that I tell people about next gen is yes, the graphics are going to look a certain way and you have an expectation of what they are going to be. And it makes a, it makes a big difference of how you kind of interpret games. Um, but the small things are what are going to make, uh, next gen really truly something special. I think in my, in my estimation, small things like, uh, the audio mix in the game where if you have the, if you have the, the game set on a certain, um, audio mix, you'll basically, when you pull a power out of the, out of the air or off the, the playground, off the game field. So supposing you're, you're next to a neon sign and you want to pull the neon power into your body. You, you, you basically put your hand up. The, the, the particle effects on the game are ridiculous and they pull into your hand. <laughs> but the way the audio mix works, it pulls the audio from your speakers on your TV or your, uh, your surround sound. And then it meshes it directly through the speakers in your controller. <laughs> so it sounds like you're absorbing the powers into That's your controller. Dope. That's dope. It's so dope. It's right. such a small thing. Right. And I wear, he- I wear headphones. I would totally, t- I take my headphones off when I play it because uh-huh. I, that, that one sound, it never gets dull. Nice. It's, it's, it's a, it's a really small thing, but it, it's so right. awesome. They, right. they hook that up really, really well. Nice. Um, so Infamous was one game that got played. Uh Vlambeer, uh the Rami, I want to give you a big shout out uh because they came out with a game for PS3. Uh, I'm sorry, for PS4 and Vita uh called Lufrausas. Lufrausas. I said I wasn't going to do a terrible German na- a terrible German. Ah, that accent, wasn't too bad, bro. It wasn't that bad. Um <laughs> totally a shoot 'em up uh but also in this really crazy sepia colored uh, uh, motif where you basically have this ship, you have three interchangeable parts and it's, it's a bullet hell shooter. So you have all these planes shooting at you. And it's like, it's like red Baron versus like, you know, craziness of, of the old school red Baron kind of shooting around and flying around and on your, on your screen, things blow up really, really good. And, and it has a really good feel. So basically the gameplay ba- breaks down into flying and stalling, flying, stalling and shooting. <laughs> so you have the, the, the water beneath you, you have this, the, the clouds above you and everything in the middle is your play field. So you run around and you shoot all these planes and you try to rack up a really good score. You try to max out your multiplier, but then it gets hard. And when I say hard, I mean stupid hard. Like the screen is filled with bullets trying to kill you and planes trying to kill you and boats trying to kill you and everything trying to kill you. (laughs) But you, you feel the sense of, of, of dexterity and this nimbleness when you fly through the screen and through the, through, through the, through the play field where you can basically stall through bullets. And when you stall your, your plane, you, you gain your health back. So you can be getting shot. And then if you stall your plane and, and basically spin your way through some bullets. And when I say spin your way through, I mean, you're not going through the bullets. You're basically dodging the bullets while you spin nice. or why, or why you stall. You feel like such a badass when you play that game. They did such an amazing job. It's, it has this really kind of a playful art style. Uh, looks a little bit Nazi Germanish. <laughs> That's not a word, <laughs> but, but it has this kind of Nazi kind of style, right. which is, which is, you know, most times Nazis get a really bad rap and they should, but this particular game, they kind of made them semi cute in some weird way. Like they <laughs> pop up at the end of the, they pop up like in the middle of the, um, in the, in the, uh, menu screens and stuff like that. 
Um, and the, and it's really fun. I would suggest everyone play that. Uh, it's really, really good. And it has, it has all that kind of Twitch based stuff that you really have missed. And I've been playing it on Vita and, um, it's, a, it's a great showcase for the Vita as well. Is it um, a PlayStation plus game or is it a, no, I think, I think it's a regular store game where you, I think it's cross by okay. where, th- where you do get it on both on both systems. If you purchase it on one, uh, you get it on both. Um, but it's not PS plus. Uh, I think they may have done a sale for PS plus members, but I think that's it. Okay. Yeah. How much, yeah. how much is it? Do you know? Do you remember? Um, I don't remember, but we'll put it in the show notes. Okay. Uh, we'll absolutely put it in the show notes. It's, it's a must buy. It is the go-to game right now for me, actually, in my commute. Nice. Spelunk, it took it, it took Spelunky out, which oh, wow. is that's, hard, that's, which, yeah. which is hard to do. That's high praise. Yeah, it totally took them out. And, and the Rami, we definitely want to have you on the show. It was great to meet you at Indicate, so we want to we want to chat with you too. So nice. nice. Word. And nice. Uh, lastly, really quick, uh, I played my favoriteest game in the world, my favoriteest series in the world. I played Ground Zeroes. Blah blah blah. <laughs> Metal Gear. Metal Gear, blah blah blah. Um, I want to apologize to everybody for my uh my nonsense that I said last time when I was like, "Don't buy it because it's thirty something dollars." Buy that joint. I don't care. Really? I don't care. You know why? Because it's it's a glimpse into what you're gonna get when you get Phantom Pain. And okay. even though I talked a whole bunch of shit and I am a hypocrite and right. I will take it, I'm not mad at that. And I bought it and I felt like an idiot, but I bought it and I'm extremely happy. I'm extremely happy that I did. Now, what happens if the game, the the Phantom Pain, um, the Phantom Limbs, as as you know, as I like to call it, um, releases or it gets delayed, and they or and or they come out with a collector's edition or something to that effect that packs Ground Zeroes into it. I will not be mad. Okay. And, and I'm saying this especially for Milton Hexadecimal on, <laughs> on, uh, on Facebook and, uh, Slovenly Gamer on Twitter. Um, I'm saying this especially because we had this discussion and he's, he was listening to the show before and was like, this is some blood clot nonsense. Right. <laughs> and, um, I, I will say this. If they do that, I'm not mad at it. I understand. Again, it is a, is the price of becoming an early adopter. I knew that when I spent my 30 bucks on it. Okay. Um, it is short. I don't understand this. I have one quick, one quick fuss about what the coverage that has happened with this game. I don't understand people who bum rush games. Right. If you speed right. run a game, that's your fault. Right. Yes, you can beat a game. The game isn't long. We all know it's like a sub two hour game anyway, or a sub two hour demo. Right. It's a demo. It's not a game. Right. Um, but it, you can boil that game down to five minutes, especially if you just run to the damn end of the game. Right. right. I mean, even if you do all the objectives, that game is not long. It's not right. supposed to be long. Right. It's not supposed to be a full featured game, but they put that out there as like, well, I finished this joint in like 20 minutes, in like 15 minutes. I'm like, of course you did because you didn't play it the right way. Right. And you know what? I won't even say that. There isn't a right way, but you can bum rush through most games if you want to. Right. I could have bum rushed the hell out of Infamous, but I didn't want to because I was enjoying it. Mm -hmm. Enjoy that joint. It's not bad. It's not a bad, it's not a bad demo. It does have some kind of, um, you do notice some things about next gen features that you want that aren't in Kojima games. Okay. Um, 
and that kind of thing is really telling like uh i'm so used to playing battlefield and having destructible environments and when right. you see things that are static and they don't blow up when you shoot rockets into it it is right. kind of it does yeah. kind of bother you yeah. um but besides that it has the like the cut scenes are dope oh the one thing that i will say before we we jump to the last topic or the the next topic i should say is Kiefer Sutherland is a terrible snake. Really? really? I don't wow. care what anybody says. The fact that they switched from David Hayter, and it's not even because I'm like fanboying David Hayter. Right. He just does not fit that role well. Hmm. He sucks as a snake. Wow, that's he uh, is an awful snake. That's crazy that you say that since he's, I, you know, he's Jack Bauer. He is Jack Wackness. He is wow. garbage as Snake. It's it's one of those things that pulls you out of the experience bad. Wow. wow. It, he does not fit that character well at all. His mm-hmm. voice acting so far is terrible. Wow. Terrible. It's one of the things that's making me kind of upset because I I, I hate the gravelly, like I hate the Christian Bale gravelly, terrible right. voice. Right. And David Hayter kind of like started that off. Yeah. But he does such a bad job, Kiefer Sutherland. I don't want you touching any more Metal Gear games. Kojima, get him out of there. Redo the game. Make him make sure he goes away because he's terrible. Now, uh, all right. Well, uh, you know what? I mean, that's a, that's a good question. So now you had two hours, two and a half hours, um, with with uh, Kiefer Sutherland. What happens when you spend twenty five hours? I'm gonna be with, mad. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, you know what though? It's going to be weird because Kiefer Sutherland as a actor is a great actor, right. but it's it, it really plays into the idea or really shows what voice actors do when they've been doing this for a long time right. and they and this is their this is their craft. Shout out to Dave Fenoy. Shout out to Dave Fenoy. Yeah. Um, it, it really shows you how well voice actors when they are doing this as a living can pull off a different character right. as opposed to people who do this as side work. Right. You can totally see a huge difference in the way that it, that it sounds. And he only had two, he had like two lines in the whole demo. <laughs> he had two lines basically in the whole demo and he fucked both of them up. Wow. Wow. He, you're, you're garbage. I don't like mm-hmm. you, Keith Sutherland. You need to go back to Young Guns as Doc and stop doing right. stuff. <laughs> Take your uh, take, get on that spirit horse and get out of Metal Gear. Right. <laughs> you know, I, so I want to, I want to hear from the community and see if, uh, if our, if our good old co-host Kaja Kins is, is bugging out with Kiefer Sutherland and everybody else. Because, you know, c- to be honest, cause I, you know, going around the internet and, and reading, I've read only a very few reviews, but I've watched a lot of footage. Um, I watched a lot of speed runs of uh, of MGS because, like I said, I stuck to my guns, uh, Bracago, and I didn't buy that damn game. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I may do Phantom Limbs, but I, I will not <laughs> do I will not do Ground Zero. So but I haven't heard a lot of people talk talk this way, this greasily about <laughs> <laughs> about. Kiefer Sutherland and the job that he did, but it, it's you know it's one of those things where where actors, especially black actors, complain openly about rappers taking their roles, right? Um, right. And and voice actors not so openly will will definitely kind of look down on 
screen actors who jump into the voice acting, you know, into the voice acting arena. Um, and, and, you know, basically what you're saying is that they're, they're two different disciplines and you have to have an affinity for the other discipline in order to be good and not just having a, in an iconic voice is, is all that you need in order to successfully give, give a, a, an avatar life. I mean, it's, I mean, you, you really have to pay attention to the game sphere, game sphere in a real way. And you would know that like Troy Baker and Dave Fenoy and, 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 uh, uh, I forgot the, the woman's name. I, we are like the podcast of right. forgetting people's names. Jennifer Hale. Jennifer Hale. They have invested a lot of time into the gaming culture and understand exactly Nolan what. North. Yeah, Nolan North. They, they, they understand what gamers are looking for and they understand the, the minutia of being on a set when you're doing lines for a game as opposed to doing lines on in a movie or a TV show. Right. You know, Morgan Freeman has a great voice. I don't want him to be Snake. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. there are there are lots of people who have great voices, but it doesn't mean that they need to be the characters that are iconic in 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 their own gravelliness or right. you know whatever whatever mo- mo- mode or, or motif that they've always had. So Keith Sutherland again, Spirit Horse, bounce on it. <laughs> nice. Word. Nice. Uh so so I am uh I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a, a, a little off, a little off track for a second, for a quick second. Um, you talked about destructible environments, and that was one of the things that was so great about Battlefield Four and about right. the Battlefield series in in general, um, because it is one of those things where even when I'm playing Titanfall, and Titanfall is a great game, um, I would love to see things get destroyed, and you, it doesn't happen. It only happens in Battlefield. The other thing that only happens in Battlefield is everything being fucked up. Um, so, <laughs> so here we are. We're recording, uh, the last week in March right now. Uh, when you guys, uh, get this, this episode, it'll be March 31st, a week removed from when the Naval Strike DLC for premium members of Battlefield 4 was supposed to be released. Um, if you own a PS4, you have it. If you own anything else, you do not. Um, and you know, it's just one of those things where I, I've, I've kind of really, I'm, you know, I'm fed up with, with EA and Battlefield because I love the series. I really love the series. And when the game works, it's really good. However, one of the things that I said is that they, you know, they've messed up at every single turn, every opportunity they've had to restore some good faith in the form of, putting out some DLC or doing, you know, putting putting out an update for this game since it was released in October. They have completely screwed the pooch. Basically, they have become, with Battlefield 4, EA, the Jim Dolan of video games. Wow. Um, yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a Nick's reference if you guys don't know yeah, that. Yeah, listen. This guy um, was... Put in charge of the Knicks because his dad owns the one of the largest cable companies in the country, and he just wanted him his screw up of a son to do something. So what did he do? He screwed up my my favorite basketball franchise. Basically, and he, and he ran ran the Wiz, one of the greatest sloganed uh, electronic stores ever, 
ran them right into the ground um and and then almost bankrupted radio city musical he's an awful awful person to be managing things i don't know if he's an awful human being i won't say that um but it, stop touching the things that i love he is I, the he is the Kiefer sutherland of management oh there there it is there it is <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so, so, yeah, so really quickly, I'm pissed off. Battlefield's not working. Um, Battlefield still isn't working. And there, it seems to me, based on their release schedule that they put on the calendar for Battlefield, that they intend to release a new Battlefield game this year in 2014. There's no way in hell. I'm, t- I'm putting it out there right now. There's no way in hell. I'm going to spend 60 bucks on a game from, you know, on a battlefield game this year based on the, the experience that I've had this, you know, the last over the last four or five months. So let me ask you a quick question. What can EA and dice do to get you back in your, get, get you back in their good graces? Stop fucking up. I mean, it's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty fucking simple. Like if you, if you come out with a press release in February saying, Oh yeah, hey, let's you know, let's kind of deflect all of this. You know, you guys are talking about Battlefield, and yeah, I mean, or you're talking about Titanfall. And we know that's an EA thing, but hey, we're you know, we've got more stuff coming out. We fixed all our problems, so there's you know, Naval Strike's gonna be out, and it's gonna be dope, and blah blah blah. It'll be out the end of March. So you know, when it's supposed to release, release it and have it work. I mean, it's it's really that simple. It's really oh, that simple. Man. If it if it's not going to work, and they gave some really really weird esoteric reasons on the pc they've got to make sure that the graphics are right for medium and high-end pcs on the on the xbox one there's you know um there's a widget that's out of place or something to that effect listen if you know on march 23rd or let's put it this way you work through the weekend if you knew on march 20th that it wasn't going to be ready or you suspected that it wasn't going to be ready on march 24th don't release it on March 24th. Even if you can get it out to the PlayStation people, release it all at the same time because you're still going to wind up pissing off a huge segment of of your consumer base. After right. you've already destroyed so much of the, you know, so much of the goodwill that you had because it was a great franchise. Right, Stop right. doing it. Right. So, oh you know. man, you sound you sound mad. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, you know. <laughs> Every every week. So last week it was you. This week is me. I'm mad. I'm mad. Son. So we play mad tag every yeah. every 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 <laughs> episode. Yeah. You're you're, you're it basically. Yeah. yeah. So all right. I'm uh, you know slash and soapbox. Yeah. Seriously. Um. No. But that. But I get that. It's 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 crazy. They've been messing up all year. Um. And it's, I don't know. It's crazy. Messing up is another part of the problem. Uh. Right. And I think the person who made this study. Uh, that was on Polygon, uh, this week messed up a little bit. Yeah. Um, there was a study out of, uh, Ohio State University, uh, a researcher, um, co, co-authored, uh, by the guy named Brad Bushman. Um, he basically made this study about trying to figure out what people felt when they played as different kinds of characters, uh, in their games. Um, and he basically came up with the, the, the conclusion that while Playing as a black avatar in a game, uh, white players were more aggressive uh, when they were using black avatars in their games. 
Um, he said a couple of things that I wanted to just to read from the actual article that I thought were of note. Uh, he said, um, the research also showed a stronger likelihood for white participants to openly express stronger negative attitudes towards African-Americans and to show implicit attitudes liking them to weapons. Oh, I'm sorry, linking them to weapons. Uh, quote, uh, playing a bl- playing a violent game as a black character reinforces harmful stereotypes that blacks are violent, said Brad Bushman, the co-author of the study, which appears in the online part of the journal for social uh, psychology and personal uh, personality science. And that'll be printed later on in the year. Um, I it's it's in, it's an interesting kind of 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 thought process. Um, we are not statisticians. We are not researchers. We are not. We don't. We don't know what the constru- what the controls were. Uh, we know some of the numbers that they had. They said that the they tested two groups. Uh, one com- uh, comprised of 126 white university students, 60% of the male. Uh, they were asked to play Saints Row 2, which is weird in and of itself as a way to gener- as a way to determine, you know, black avatars and how white white students felt about it. But that's neither here nor there. Um, they were randomly assigned to play black or white avatars. They were also randomly assigned two missions from the game, either to break out of a prison or to find or to find a church without harming anyone. It said afterward, the players were asked questions about their views of African-Americans. Uh, those who played the ba- black characters were more likely to agree with the statement saying that African-Americans would be uh, as well off as whites if they had only tried harder. Uh, further, these, they, uh, those who played as black characters were more likely to associate pictures of African-Americans to negative words such as terrible or horrible. Cicero Holmes, what do you think about that? <laughs> you know, so it's it's... <laughs> It's such a weird study. Um, and, you know, after I read this article, I was just I was really perplexed as to how I was really supposed to interpret this data that I received. Um, because, you know, the, the, the one thing that they don't talk about is whether or not these white students held these stereotypes to be true prior to playing these games. So if you know, if like I, I, I don't think that these were, you know, completely colorblind people that sat down to play Saints Row 2 and had a black avatar as their, you know, as their character, and then all of a sudden were brainwashed into believing that, you know, oh, black people are are more likely to be violent. I don't think that that is something that you can... that that's a that's a a a thought a a belief system or belief principle that you can ascertain um or that you can glean from from playing a game right um i think that uh games and it it actually kind of harkens back to an article i wrote a a couple of weeks ago for the site um uh, um, uh actually about more about uh project spark but also talking about uh you know race and games and 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 the lack of diversity in in uh for protagonists in games but if you if you play a game in which a a character of color perpetuates an already you know widely held stereotype then of course when you come out of it you're going to, you know, you're going to, it's only going to reinforce the widely held stereotype. And the problem with gaming as it currently stands 
is that there aren't enough games where there are people of color where they don't where they're not in a role where they they're perpetuating stereotypes right. um and you know and and if if there is a character like that um it's because you created them you know right. it's it's a game where you get the you have the opportunity kind of like Saints Row um where but you know but where you have the opportunity to actually create what your protagonist looks like right um and and you know so that's the that, those are the few times when you can sit back and say hey the guy that I'm playing or the gal that I'm playing looks like me or someone from my family and I I'm really I really feel proud of what me and this avatar were able to accomplish throughout this experience um and and you know unfortunately for for us as people of color if we're looking to uh if we're looking to to characters that we can we can be proud of or that we can try and you know emulate or or you know look up to in in games we don't have them you know you get we've got we've got uh CJ from San Andreas he was a gangbanger we got Franklin from uh, from GTA 5 he's a gangbanger even you know even Lee from The Walking Dead who's a professor also murdered two people when we meet them in the game right so you know it's there there aren't and you know and if you really sit back and think about it and i think in my in the article i was able to find you know one of the person the 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 protagonist from prototype 2 um who's like a security guard he's a war vet and he comes back home and he's security guard he goes on a rampage um but uh, i mean i've been gaming for you know for well over 30 years and I can only pull up one guy where I can sit back and say, all right, well, this was the guy that everybody had to play as, in, you know, in, in who played this game. And he was a person, you know, he was a person of color. And he, you know, there the were just about every character trait of his was redeemed, you know, was was a redeeming one. Right. Um. So, I mean, the study I think speaks more on the state of games and the state of where we are as as a country and how we need to to uh, let the game space mature more so than it does uh, you know the 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 psyche of of the of the players. Yeah. I would I would add two other quick things. Um I'm going to keep my my comments brief cuz I don't uh, No. No 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 cuz cuz I don't want to go over time, but it's um Two things that, that I, I felt were kind of interesting was that one is kind of what you what you touched on. Society as a whole doesn't necessarily give people of color, especially black uh, black people, the benefit of the doubt in many aspects. So there hasn't really been a time in, in, in the America that we know it where black people have ever been put in a positive light until extreme to until very, very recently. And that's only been in the forms mostly of, you know, celebrity and in the the worlds of entertainment um there 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 are very few people who and who who have the kind of carte blanche to just say i'm black and it's okay right um so that that in and of itself skews every study that talks about you know how uh people react to black people and secondly there was a study that was done before that spoke again to what some of the things that you were talking about where uh, people who played Mass Effect and they made the black characters, uh, and they made their own avatars. They showed that it did 
it did offer some more uh, emp- empathetic uh, empathetic uh, thoughts towards uh, people of color and in right, right. general. Um, and I, and I guess, I guess again, it, it kind of reaches back to context. It reaches back to, uh, the way that people of color are looked at in society as a whole. Um, you know, there was a conversation that happened around the Oscars about all the, all the black actors and actresses that had won a, a uh, an Oscar. Right. And most of the roles that they ever played were either being, uh, a domestic right. or being or a slave a, or a slave <laughs> or, and, and again, it, it goes to the idea that characters that happen to be black have to be in these extenuating circumstances right. to, to, to be, to, to, to have a kind of um, redeemable quality. Right. Um, or, or, or to even have a story that's worth telling. Right. Um, right. You know, right. That, right. And that's, that's, that's the terrible, you know, that's, I think that's the, 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 the part of the, the narrative that, you know, non people of color don't really seem to get. Right. That, that it's so rare when regular dude just happens to be black. Right. You know, um, you know, where, where you can be telling a story and the story itself that, you know, the characters in the story are colorful. Right, um, and you know we're definitely getting better, but right. there's still there's still work to to be done, and, and in fact to to kind of bring the entire the entire show in into uh, some some sort of uh, consensus feeling, I guess I don't even know what I'm saying. Who knows what I'm saying anymore? <laughs> um, but one of the uh, there was another study at the end of this article where they say that uh, people who use VR playing as a black avatar felt more empathy towards people of color as a result of playing virtual reality. So, you know, so, you know, I guess we can, we can be cyclical in, in saying that, you know, virtual reality is what, you know, what we were talking about in this episode and immersion is, is, you know, definitely the, the secret word for today Um, that, that the more immersive an experience is, the the more you can empathize with with the the people that experience it, whether it be a race car driver or a baseball player or a you know an astronaut or a black person, you know, right? Yeah, I mean, those are all on the same tier. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, not? damn! Not? Episode not? seven is brought to you by the letter I. Right. Right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, I I, I, I want to see more studies like this. I want to see a better sample uh, put out there, and I'd like to see what people think uh, in the audience. I would love to hear what you guys think about uh, the VR parts of the show. You know, what games would you like to see in a, in a VR form? Uh, what what kind of things would you want to see as as advancements in that realm? Uh, what do you think about the study? Uh, what do you think about how how people are portrayed in that way as well? Um, and general feedback. What, what did you guys think of the show? And what do you think of, um, the shorter format? Uh, let us know what you think. Uh, we will hit you up with all that in the show notes. Um, you can hit me up on Twitter at Kajakins, uh, at Spawn on Me and at the Spawn Point blog on Twitter. And Stubby, what's your social media business? I am at Stubby Stan on the Twitters. And, uh, you know, go to our Facebook page, the Spawn Point Gaming Blog on Facebook, like, 
like that page. Um, make sure you check us out on iTunes. Um, and, uh, you know, like and subscribe. Tell your friends. Please, 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 uh, rate us. Um, give us an honest, you know, honest rating, honest feedback, but we need, we need the feedback. Um, you know, the more feedback we get, the more people that are, are, you know, that put our, put their ears, uh, to our show, the better it'll be for us, the better we can be for you. Absolutely. And if you do not have a iPhone or a iOS device, you can also hit us up on Stitcher Radio. Uh, we're there as well. Um, and I think that is the end of episode seven. We are almost out of here, folks. Yes. We, we, you know, we got to go. I got, uh, I don't know. I got some cleaning to do. I got some housework, some chores. <laughs> I'm a domestic. You have to go, uh, you have to go, uh, apologize to everybody at EA and Dice. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm sure they're, they're going to be coming for me. Oh my goodness. So again, we're going <laughs> to, we, we are doing our weekly format. You, you will see us every, every Monday. Uh, we'll have a show up. And, uh, until then, I guess we're out of here. Yeah, we're out. Peace. Peace.